to continue the series on gifts in the church and uh, in this particular series we're looking at the gifts called spiritual gifts as listed for us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 through to 10. So scripture says that the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to the, another the interpretation of tongues. And so there are nine uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit listed for us in this passage of scripture. And we have divided them up into three separate categories, which we've entitled the speaking gifts, the revelation gifts, and the power gifts. Uh, the revelation gifts being the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. <coughs> Excuse me. The speaking gifts being prophecy, diverse kind of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. And then the power gifts being uh, the gift of faith, uh, working of miracles, and gifts of healings. And the reason that we divide them up into those categories is because all of those uh, giftings that we've placed into the three different categories do something similar. Uh, the revelation gifts all reveal something, the speaking gifts obviously all speak forth the word of the Lord, and the power gifts uh, display the power of God. And so in this particular series we're looking at the, the gifts called the power gifts. And um, we opened up the series by just having a look at the fact that God's power is in fact real, it is tangible, and um, our Lord in speaking about it, he said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And so we said that majority of the Christians um, do not experience the tangible power of God because majority of saints are born again, but are not filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other, other tongues. And we said that the first encounter that saints by and large um, have with the power of God is when they in fact are baptized with the Holy Spirit as our Lord said that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and so um, those believers who have in fact been baptized with the Holy Spirit quite often do obviously encounter the power of God at the same time but uh, we said that uh, as believers we should have uh, regular encounters with the power of God and um, the power of God, the kingdom of God is not in word but in power, as the Apostle Paul taught us in the book of Corinthians. And so it's important for believers to experience the tangible power of God because um, that's what this kingdom is all about. And uh, it is the power of God that transforms our lives. And it's only by His power that we are able to be transformed into the image of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And then we had a look at the fact that uh, we can increase or decrease the anointing upon our lives. And uh, that depends on the, life, the lifestyle that we lead. And so Christians who uh, lead a lifestyle in closer fellowship with the Lord will experience a greater degree of anointing upon their lives. And then we also said that the Holy Spirit um, does not wait for us to get our doctrine in order in order for Him to make Himself manifest through us in demonstration of his gifts and that obviously pertains to all of the gifts of the Spirit, all nine, not just the power gifts um, because if the Holy Spirit had to wait for us to get our doctrine in order well then he'd never be able to use us. 
And so that brings us now to the actual power gifts that we want to discuss in this series. And the first of the power gifts that we want to discuss is the gift of special faith. Um, but in order for us to understand how this particular gift operates, we do need to understand um, the biblical truth about faith in its entirety. And we're taught in, in the New Testament specifically that there are three different categories of faith. There is our daily living faith. This is the faith that each one of us um, as believers receive from the Lord when we come into the kingdom of God. Then there is our functional gift faith, which God imparts to us so that we can operate in our gifts. And then there is the gift of special faith, which is one of the gifts, the nine uh, gifts of the Spirit as listed for us in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But um, just to differentiate between the three, it's all the same faith. Faith is faith, um, and it's, it's, God, it's a God-given gift. But it's at three different levels, and we need to understand uh, how each one of those levels of uh, categories of faith apply in the Christian's life. Because otherwise, again, this particular gift of special faith um, becomes confusing when uh, people you know, try and interchange it uh, with other, uh, the other, mention, other mentions of faith that are made in the New Testament. And so let's just briefly have a look at uh, the three different categories of faith so that we can then have a clearer understanding of the gift of special faith. And the uh, first scripture we'll look at is in Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. The scripture says, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Now the Apostle Paul uh, takes that particular prophetic uh, word and he quotes that three times in the New Testament. He quotes it in Romans chapter 1 verse 17 and uh, he quotes it in Galatians chapter 3 verse 11 and then in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38. And in each instance um, he quotes the, the prophet by saying the just shall live by faith. Now all believers, uh, born-again believers, know that passage of Scripture very well, that the just shall live by faith. Now, God does not give uh, His saints any choice in the matter. If you look at that Scripture and how it's written, he's, God simply says, the just shall live by faith. He doesn't say, um, you should try to live by faith. He doesn't say, you know, it's your choice. You can live by faith if you want to. You don't have to. Uh, God just puts it out very plainly that the just shall live by faith. Uh, he gives us no choice in the matter. Um, and if I don't have the faith, that, because God requires me to live by faith as a believer, and so for God to require me to do something and then not give me the ability to do that, that would make him unjust. God is not unjust. And so when God requires of his saints to live by faith, he can do that because he imparts the faith to his saints that they need in order for them to be able to live by faith. And uh, a scripture we can look at is in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. A lot of people know the scripture very well. Scripture says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us 
the ministry of reconciliation. And so when we come into the kingdom of God, we are born again as new creations. We are brand new creations. And we bring nothing into the kingdom of God. Everything is given to us by God. For the scripture says, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. And so God gives everything that we need in this life in order for us to be able to walk in this life. I'm talking about the born again life, that uh, the eternal life that God has given to us. And so when God gives everything to us, that includes the faith that we need in order for us to be able to live this Christian walk. And we can pick up, there's a number of scriptures we can look at. One of them is in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. The scripture says, for, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. The gift of God that he's referring to here is the gift of faith. Because he says, by grace you have been saved, how? Through faith. And that, not of yourselves. And, and that being, that faith is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So the very faith that we require in order to believe the gospel so that we may be saved, that faith is given to us and imparted to us by God when we come into the kingdom. Um, uh, the Apostle Peter uh, speaks about that same faith that is imparted to us when we come into the kingdom. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1, Scripture says, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so Peter talks about the fact that we've received like precious faith. Um, it's been given to us free, and it's not something that we have, as I said, we didn't bring this into the kingdom of God. We were born again as new creations of God. And so when we were born again as new creations of God, God imparted into our spirits the faith that we need in order to live this Christian life. Um, it's not our faith. It's the faith given to us by God. And this is the faith that God expects us to utilize when he says the just shall live by faith. And so when he tells us as believers to live by faith, it's this faith, this faith that is imparted to us when we're born again, that we are to utilize in order to live the Christian walk, in order to walk the Christian walk. And we have access. In fact, it is uh, um, to that faith. In fact, it is the faith of God. God imparts his faith to us. He makes his faith available to his saints. Another scripture we can look at is in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 to 17. A lot of people know the scripture very well. The scripture says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And so here we see that uh, we are in, uh, instructed by the Lord, the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul in this instance, that as believers we are to take up the whole armor of God. This is not the saint's armor. This is not armor that God expects us to manufacture ourselves and then put on. 
he says we're to take up the whole armor of God. It's God's armor that we put on. It is his helmet of salvation. Um, for Christ has provided us with salvation. We didn't save ourselves. And so it's his helmet of salvation. It is his breastplate of righteousness. For we are not made righteous in this kingdom with our own righteousness, but we are made righteous with his righteousness. And it is his sword of the spirit. For it is his word that we take up in our mouth. And in exactly the same manner, it is his shield of faith that we take up, not our own. We do not have um, our own faith in this kingdom. We have received the faith of God, and it is his faith that we are required to live by. The other scripture we can look at, which again just reemphasizes this truth for us, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Uh, the Apostle Paul writing, he says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And so we live by the faith of the Son of God, the faith of Jesus Christ. Why is that? Because it is no longer we who live, but it is Christ who lives in us. And so when Christ lives in us, he doesn't live in us through our faith. He lives in us through his own faith. And we partake of that faith. We have access to the faith of the Son of God. Now, when we have access to the faith of the Son of God, that does not mean that we um, walk in the same level of faith that the Son of God walks in. Because if we did, obviously, we would do walk exactly as Christ walked. We would walk on water. Uh, we'd turn water into wine. We would do all of those things. We'd be raising the dead. We'd be doing a lot of things that our Lord did, which we don't do. But the point is, is that we have the potential to do exactly what Christ did because we have received of his faith. Now, when we receive the faith of Christ, uh, we receive it in a measure. Um, we have access to, we have the potential to um, grow that faith to the level that Christ walked at. Um, that's, that's where we meant to go to. Our Lord said, it is enough that a servant be like his teacher. And so uh, Jesus is quite uh, comfortable with his saints becoming just like him. God the Father has predestined each one of us to be conformed into the image of his Son. So we have that potential, but it doesn't mean that as we get born again, but now we have the faith of Christ, and so we can go walk as Christ walked. There's a growth process. The book of uh, Corinthians and Thessalonians both teach us that we can increase in our faith. We can grow in this faith. And so just as believers are encouraged to grow in spirit and become strong in their spirits, so believers are encouraged to grow in their faith. Talking about our daily living faith. For it is with this faith um, that we are called to live this Christian walk. The just shall live by faith. Now, every believer, when they come into the kingdom of God, receives from God the exact same measure of faith. No one believer comes into the kingdom of God receiving more faith than another. And so we all start off on this, at the same level. Some believers take that faith, grow it, and begin to experience more blessing of God in their lives because they, they have developed their daily living faith and are able, able to appropriate the promises of God. 
for their lives. Now that each one of the, the each believer has access to all of the promises of God. There's no promises of God that is available for only certain Christians and other Christians it's not available to. God is no respecter of persons. He has no favorites. And so every single child of his that comes into the kingdom um, has exactly the same measure of faith and therefore has the same potential to appropriate every single promise of God for their lives and are able then to walk even as Christ walked. But it takes time to develop that faith and to grow in that faith. But that faith can be increased. It should be increased because unless we do grow in faith and grow strong in spirits, we will never walk the Christian walk as we ought to walk. Uh, we will always struggle as baby believers um, with this Christian walk because this Christian walk is a walk of faith. God has said it three times and we're out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And the word that he speaks to us in the New Testament is that the just shall live by faith. And so that is how we're going to appropriate anything in the kingdom of God. That's how we're going to walk in righteousness. That's how we're going to walk in love. That's how we're going to walk in peace, joy. That's how we're going to walk in all of the blessings of God. It's going to be by faith, by this daily living faith that is given to every single believer. And as I said, every one of us, when we're born again, comes into this kingdom with exactly the same measure of faith given to us. And God expects us to develop that faith, grow it, and begin to appropriate that which um, is made available to us as believers. But then there is a, another faith. Now, it's as I say, faith is faith, um, and it's all the same substance. Faith is the, the substance of things hoped for, so your faith does have substance to it. But there are three different categories of faith. And the first category is our daily living faith, which every believer receives um, as a pre-gift from God when we are born again. But there's another category of faith, and that is our functional gift faith, or you can term it as the ministry gift faith. Now that particular faith is given to us by measure. That is not given to each individual saint um, at the same level um, because that particular faith is always uh, tagged onto the functional gift or ministry gift you can call it that the saint receives from the Lord in fact the functional gift is a better terminology to use because it is that faith that allows us to operate in the gift that God has given to us to function in the body of Christ because each one of us have been called by God to operate in the body of Christ in some manner. Uh, God has called one to be an ear and another one to be an eye. Now, in order for the one to be an ear, they need to be able to operate as an ear. In order for them to operate as an ear, God gives them the ability to do that. The ear does not have the ability to operate as an eye. God has not given them the ability to operate as an eye, and vice versa. So the two functional gifts uh, cannot cross-pollinate. So the eye cannot become the ear on, on a Monday, but on a Tuesday they prefer to be an eye, and so they operate as an eye. No, an ear is an ear is an ear is an ear. They can only operate as an ear. Now when they receive that functional gift from God to operate as an ear in the body of Christ, what God does is He imparts His ability to that individual to operate as an ear. Now part of that ability that God imparts is the faith that they need 
to operate in that gift. For it is a gift given to each one by God. And the scripture we can have a look at is in Romans chapter 12, verses 3 to 7. Uh, the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul's writing, he says, For I say through the grace given to me. He's already differentiating himself because I've been given a certain amount of grace. Um, he says, to everyone who is among you. So this is not to certain members of the body of Christ. This is not to members of the body of Christ who have uh, access to the power of God through the Holy Spirit, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is to every single member of the body of Christ. Just as every single member of the body of Christ who is born again receives the measure of faith for their daily living faith, whereby they can live, the just shall live by faith. So this um, grace that he's speaking about is given to every single member of the body of Christ. There is none excluded. To everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to what? To our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministry, he who teaches in teaching. And so each one of us receives at least one functional gift from the Lord so that we can function in the body of Christ. Now when we do, God imparts to us the measure of faith that we need to operate that particular gift. Now certain members in the body of Christ um, have been given a, in this category of faith. Certain members receive more faith than others, because he, he says it very plainly. Um, he, he says not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each the measure of faith. So very clearly he's saying that some have received more faith than others, and so the one who hasn't received as much faith as the other one is not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, because he's to think at the level of faith that he has received from God. And he goes on to say, uh, because not all of the members have the same function. And he said, if prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. And he says, having gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. And so one will receive the gift of apostle as a functional gift. Another one will receive the gift of prophecy as a functional gift. Now, both of those gifts require a different level of faith in order to operate in those gifts. Uh, a lower level of faith is required to operate in the simple gift of prophecy. A far higher level of faith is required for an individual to function as an apostle in the body of Christ. And so what God does is, according to the, the measure of um, grace given to the individual, according to the gift that he's given to the individual, he imparts to that individual the level of faith they need in order for them to operate in their functional gift. And so this category of faith differs between, from between saint and saint. Not every saint receives the same measure of faith in this category. Because uh, you, I, I trust you understand the concept that 
If I receive the gift of prophecy, God imparts to me the measure of faith I need in order for me to operate in that gift. And as my next door neighbor, who's a, 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 an apostle in the body of Christ, he needs a far greater measure of faith to operate as an apostle to the body of Christ. And so God imparts that measure of faith for him to operate as an apostle. I don't get the same measure of faith. But with regards to our daily living faith, um, both myself and my, my brother next door to me have been given the same measure of faith for our daily living faith. And so we do need to understand the difference between the two because that's where a lot of confusion sets in. Because when it comes to our daily living faith, so let's talk about myself. I'm the, I'm the, the saint who is a layman in the body of Christ, and I've been given the gift of prophecy. That's my function in the body of Christ, to prophesy. And my brother who sits next to me in the same uh, church, he has been given the uh, gift of apostle. And uh, he's now been given the gift of faith to operate as an apostle. But with regards to our daily Christian walk as believers, both of us have received the same measure of faith. So for me to walk in, uh, in righteousness, appropriate uh, the righteousness that God has made available to me through Christ, in that He was made to be sin, that with my sin that I might, be walk, I might walk in His righteousness, I have the ability to walk in the, the righteousness of Christ with the, my daily living faith. In exactly the same measure, the, the apostle sitting next to me has received exactly the same level of faith to walk in righteousness. And both of us can apply our daily living faith to walk in righteousness. So the apostle sitting next to me in the same church um, does not have the ability to walk in a greater degree of righteousness than I do. I have exactly the same ability to walk in righteousness as he does. Because um, to walk in righteousness um, allows me to appropriate certain blessings from God. And so for God to... To make the apostle more able to walk in righteousness than I am, well then he has an advantage in his Christian walk. Let me give you another example. The scripture says, by his stripes we were healed. And so that, that is made available to all the body of Christ. That's a promise of God, that we can walk in divine health. So I can appropriate that in, as a, a layman who has, again, just that simple gift of prophecy. I can use my daily living faith to appropriate the gift of healing for my body that I can walk in divine health or by his stripes I was, I, was, I was healed and so I can believe that, confess that and walk in that. The apostle sitting next to me can do exactly the same. There's no difference between us at that level because that forms part of our Christian walk. That forms part of our walk as believers to appropriate the, the blessings of God. So every promise of God that is made available to the body of Christ I have the same ability to appropriate that promise in my life as the apostle sitting next to me. But I don't have the ability and I don't have the faith to do the work of an apostle. So I can't go out and plant churches and start churches. And I cannot operate in all of the gifts of the Spirit as an apostle can do, uh, can operate in, because God has imparted to him a greater measure of faith to do that function in the body of Christ. I have been given the, the measure of faith to operate in my function in the body of Christ, which is to prophesy. But prophesying is not my Christian walk. 
That's just my function in the body of Christ. My Christian walk is to walk in faith, is to walk in love, is to walk in peace, is to walk in joy, is to walk in health, is to walk in the blessing of God. Uh, all of that forms part of my Christian walk. And there I have exactly the same amount of faith as the Apostle. So Paul, the Apostle, and myself, comparing the two of us, when we're born again, both of us were given exactly the same measure of faith to walk our Christian walk, to walk as Christ walked. However, uh, Paul, when he was uh, called as an apostle, even when he was called as a prophet, because he stood in the office of prophet first, he was given uh, by God the measure of faith he required from God to operate as a prophet. Michael was given the measure of faith required from God to operate in the gift of prophecy. That's the difference between the two of us. I, my, my functional gift faith is at a different level to Paul's, uh, his functional gift faith because we have two different functions within the body of Christ. And so he needs greater grace. He needs more faith to operate in his functional gift. I need less. I don't need as much as he did in order to operate in my functional gift, which is to prophesy on a Sunday morning or in a church gathering. That's the difference between the functional gift faith and so that is given to the saint by measure. Not every saint receives the same measure of functional gift faith. We all receive um, our functional gift faith by measure because I don't need more functional gift faith in order because I'm not called, God's not called me to go plant churches and, and start churches. I'm not an apostle, so I don't need that faith. But I do need my daily living faith uh, in order to uh, uh, walk as a believer. For the just shall live by faith. And so I trust that you understand the difference between the two there. And as I say, we are not to get confused between the two because a lot of Christians do get confused. They seem to think, and even those who operate in their functional gift faith, let's talk about an apostle for argument's sake. Now, an apostle has received a, a, a great degree of faith from, from the Lord to operate as an apostle. This is, so I, let's, let's take it from this wise, that just as I don't need, uh, let's, I'm back to me again, sorry, I'll come back to it, as, as a layman who's been given the gift of prophecy, the simple gift of prophecy, I don't need the level of faith that the apostle needs in order to operate in my gift of prophecy. Um, and so that's the level of faith I need to operate in my gift. Now, in, in, at the same time, I cannot take my gift that I have to prophesy, my, my faith that, I, that God imparts to me to prophesy and use that faith to do my daily Christian walk, my daily living faith. The just shall live by faith. That faith will only work for that gift. When God imparts the gift to the individual, He imparts the faith that goes with it. He imparts the grace that goes with it. Now, I, I cannot use that faith. I cannot tap into that faith and apply that faith to my daily Christian walk. Why, why do I say that? Because let's now go back to the Apostle, who has received far more faith than me as one who has received the gift of, simple gift of prophecy. Now, if he is able to apply the, that greater degree of faith in his Christian walk, forget about in his walk as a functional Apostle, talking about in his Christian walk, in his walk of righteousness, in his walk of... Um, love, in his walk of uh, divine healing, in his walk of having his needs met. 
if he is able to apply that greater degree of faith in his Christian walk, then he has an advantage over me who has received a lesser degree of faith for my simple gift of prophecy. And that would make God unjust because now God would then be showing favoritism because the, the, the apostle, when he comes into the kingdom, he receives his gift from the Lord almost straight away. By and large, they do receive their gift from the Lord straight away and they receive the measure of faith that they need for that gift to operate straight away. And so for him to be able to utilize that faith for his daily Christian walk, well, now he's got an advantage over me um, because he has a greater degree of faith available to him that he can tap into that I can't. And so when it comes to our functional gift faith that we receive for our functional gift from the Lord, God does not allow us to utilize. It, it just doesn't work. God doesn't allow that faith to be utilized in our daily Christian walk, the just shall live by faith. That uh, faith we can only tap into in the, that gift that was given to each saint when we came into the kingdom. In that, by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. That faith is given to each saint uh, equally, and each saint has the same potential to appropriate the, every promise of God uh, as is recorded in Scripture. So no one saint has an advantage over another saint. God doesn't operate like that. He's not unjust and he has no favorites. Let's have a look at another scripture. Peter talks about it in, in, in the same um, way, kind of. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 um, to and 11. The scripture says, As each one has received a gift. So Peter just, again, re-emphasizing what, what Paul said. All of us received at least one functional gift from the Lord um, in order for us to be able to function within the body of Christ. For we do form the body of Christ. We are individually members of the body of Christ. And so whatever part God has given to you, that's your role and that's your function in the body of Christ. You have been given the grace by God to operate in that. You've been given the measure of faith that you need to operate in that. And that is your function in the body of Christ. But it is not that faith that you can now take and apply it to your daily living faith. I trust that you understand the two will not uh, cross-pollinate. God just doesn't allow that. Anyway, so Peter says, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever. Amen. And so Paul, Peter calls it the ability. Paul calls it the grace, a grace and faith that we have received from God. Peter talks about the ability that we have received from God. And so whatever gift we receive from God, God imparts his ability to us to operate in that gift. And only in that gift. So God doesn't give me the ability as an apostle if he's given me the gift for simple prophecy. That's not mine. I don't need that ability. I need to be able to operate uh, in the gift of prophecy. And so God imparts that ability to me. That grace is given to me. And that measure of faith is given to me for that gift. Another scripture we can look at is in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. Scripture says, but to each one of us, grace was given, how? According to the measure of Christ's gift. 
And so there you can see very clearly that not all saints receive the same measure of our grace. We receive differing measures of grace according to the measure of the gift that is given to us. And so that is, it's, it's so important for us as believers to understand that we do need to differentiate in these two categories of faith. And we're going to get to the gift of special faith uh, as the third category. But these two categories need to be differentiated with. That is why you can see that um, ministry gifts who, for argument's sake, have received uh, uh, the gifts of healings and operate very powerfully in that particular gift, the gifts of healings, um, in that people come out of wheelchairs and that the lame are healed, blind eyes are opened, um, deaf ears are opened. Um, those self-same individuals, not often, but it does happen from time to time, those self-same ministry gifts themselves become sick and die, early deaths. Now, the reason that that happens is because they have never learned to operate and grow their daily living faith, the faith that they have received from God that says the just shall live by faith. They're very strong in their ministry gift faith to operate in that faith in being used of the Lord to heal multitudes and other people. But when it comes to their own personal lives, God does not allow that faith to be used in our personal lives. And so, because why does he not allow that to happen? Because again, it would make him unjust. It would give then an unfair advantage to the believer who has received the gifts of healings. Because if the believer has received the gifts of healings, uh, is able to apply that gift to their own lives, they'll never get sick. Because anytime sickness comes, they just use that gift on themselves, they've got the faith for it, they'll always be well. But we see that actually doesn't happen. We see many who are used in gifts of healings themselves becoming ill, sick, and some of them even dying. The reason being is because God does not allow that faith for that gift to be used in the Christian walk. The Christian walk faith, they have to tap into the, the same faith that every believer receives. And that is the faith that is given to us as the gift of God when we come into the kingdom of God. And that's our daily living faith. And that is the faith that we can increase and grow in. Now, quite often, these ministry gifts, they are very strong in their ministry gift faith, but they neglect their daily living faith. And so when sickness does attack their own bodies, they are not strong enough in their own personal faith, <coughs> their daily living faith, to deal with the situation and to you know, claim their, their own healing. And so, you know, as I say, sometimes some of them actually get sick and die. It's because God doesn't, and they don't understand, they don't understand the fact that God, how it's possible that I can you be used of you to heal all of these uh, sick people, and yet in my own body, you know, sickness comes and it doesn't work because, as I say, God is not unjust. So he doesn't allow that faith to be moved between the two categories. I trust you understand the concept. It's a very important concept to understand because um, it's another reason why you can look at uh, ministry gifts and uh, they have powerful ministries, but their own personal lives are a mess. They go through divorces in ho at home. They uh, children are rebellious. Uh, you know, the, the, their personal lives are just not, not a good example. Now, the reason for that is, is because they've learned to walk in the ministry gift and, that, and the faith that God imparts to them. Now, let me just make this comment that 
The faith that is given to us for our ministry gift is not something that we can grow in. God imparts that measure of faith that we need to operate in that gift, and that's it. We receive that measure of faith, and we have enough faith there to operate in that gift. We don't need any more faith to operate in our ministry gifts because God imparts to us the measure of faith that we need to operate in our gift. Because otherwise God would be unjust to say, I want you to be an apostle, and I want you to go... uh, uh, Talking to Paul now, I want you to go preach the gospel, um, and I want you to write two-thirds of the New Testament. But better you start developing your faith so you can get that done. Uh, and Paul is really under strain to grow his faith so he can do what God's called him to do. Not at all. Uh, when God calls the individual to do that, he imparts the faith and the grace and the ability to them to do that. And that's natural. That just flows because God gives them that ability. It's with the ability that God imparts that the person operates in their functional gift. It has nothing to do with them developing their own personal faith. And so that is why God's not unjust. He says, Apostle, I've given you the tools to do the job, go out and do the job. And he can demand that of the Apostle because he's already given the Apostle everything he needs to do that. And so we don't grow in our ministry gift faith. We have received the measure of faith and that's all we need in order to operate in that gift. Now it can be that God moves us from one level to another level. Um, Paul and, and Barnabas, they were prophets. God moved them into the ministry gift of apostles. And so their level of faith was then increased to operate in the higher ministry gift. But nevertheless, whatever ministry gift or functional gift we receive from the Lord, um, that is the, the measure of grace that is imparted to us. That's the God's ability that is imparted to us. And that is the measure of faith that is imparted to us. We don't need any more. We have more than enough. And that faith doesn't grow and doesn't need to grow. However, our daily living faith does need to grow. Because if we're going to appropriate the blessings of God, the promises of God, we have to develop in that faith. Um, and that's very important for us to learn. So again, as I say, you get a lot of ministry gifts. Um, they're very powerful in their gifts. And Christians look at them and they say, but look at what they can do. Look at how God uses these individuals to uh, minister to the body of Christ. So how is it possible that they get sick? How is it possible that they get divorced? How is it possible that their lives, their personal Christian lives, are actually quite a mess? It's because the two are divorced and God expects us, all of us, to grow and mature as believers. But the ministry gift, the functional gift that Christ has given us, that's a different role entirely. It's a different uh, ball game. It's a different category. And it's different categories of faith. And God does not allow us to use those categories of faith interchangeably. For if he did, then he would be unjust. Because as I say, the, the um, apostle, for more is required of the apostle. Um, than just the, the individual who is called to prophesy. And I think I've explained that in in, uh, in depth there. Another scripture we can look at is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 to 20. The scripture says, But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And so we're called to operate in our functional gifts, and we must not get the the two confused. So we must not think, because I have faith to uh, give out words of knowledge, 
Well, now I have I have faced to um, what's the word I'm to appropriate whatever promise of God is in his in his Bible. I can't use that faith. I, I've got the faith. I need to grow my daily living faith in order to appropriate the things of God. Um, another scripture we can look at in Luke chapter twelve, verse forty-eight. Our Lord says. But he who did not know, yet committed things deserving of stripes, shall be beaten with few. For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom, to whom much has been committed of him, they will ask the more. And so you can see quite clearly our Lord is saying that there are certain individuals in the body of Christ that receive more um, ability than others because of the different type of function that they're called to perform in the body of Christ. And so they get given more. They get given more. Um, um, he just says, to whom much is given and to whom much has been committed. But at the same time, when he says that they're given much and to much has been committed, heaven asks them more from them. And so God demands more from them because they're being given more. You recall our Lord, he, when he spoke about the talents. To one servant, he gave ten talents. To another, five. To another, one. Each one according to his ability. But when he came back to judge them, he expected the one who'd received ten to give him a return of ten. And the one who'd received five to give him a return of five. The one who received the one to give him the return of one. And so God does uh, give greater amount of talents to some believers as than others. But those who have received the greater amount are required to produce greater results. So that's how God works. And so from the functional gift uh, faith that we receive from the Lord, that's different. It's different levels that we receive and we are required to produce at different levels there. And so I trust that you understand the difference between uh, our daily living faith, which every saint receives exactly the same amount, uh, no matter which function you're called to perform in the body of Christ, we all receive the same amount of daily living faith. And each one of us can grow in that faith, and it's expected of us that we should grow in that faith, because it's only by growing in that faith that we can appropriate all of the promises of God to our, our lives so that we can walk this Christian walk as we ought to walk. But when it comes to our functional gift faith, that's at different levels. Everyone receives a different level of faith based on the functional gift that they've received from God. And that's why Paul says, guys, you need to think soberly in this area. Don't think more highly than you ought to think. So don't look at your neighbor who has received far more grace and ability to operate in their gift, whatever that gift might be, than you have. And think, well, wait a minute, I can do what he can do. You cannot because you've not received the same gift and you've not received the same level of faith he has received for his gift. You've received your gift from the Lord. You received your level of faith from the Lord. Function in that. And don't look at your brothers and sisters in Christ and say, well, if they can do it, I can do it. You can't. You have not received that gift. You can only function as an ear if God has called you to be an ear. You cannot be an eye. And to try and become an eye, you're going to get yourself into trouble. So the functional gift faith is different levels of faith. Um, but it can only be used. That faith can only be used in the functional gift. It cannot be used in the daily Christian walk. It won't work there. Otherwise, God then becomes unjust and he starts to show favoritism to the body of Christ. And he doesn't do that. He's never done that. He never will. And so now that brings us to the next category of faith. And that is because we're dealing with the power gifts. We haven't even got to the power gift, but yeah, we have. Now we've arrived at the power gift. 
and that is the power gift of the gift of faith. Now, although the scripture says it's called the gift of faith, let's look at it again, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 and 9, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit. Now, a lot of people say, okay, well, you see, verse 9 there says to another faith. So not every believer receives the gift of faith. And that's true. Not every believer does receive the gift of faith in this category. But with regards to daily living faith, everybody receives exactly the same measure of faith. With regards to the functional gift faith, everybody receives differing measures of faith. But now we get to this particular gift, and that is the gift of faith. This is one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, this particular faith can be called special faith, because this is the faith of the Holy Spirit Himself. This is not... Uh, it can get confusing if you don't really meditate and think it through. Um, this is not the, the gift of faith that I receive. Okay, let's just stay with me as an example now. I get born again. I receive my measure of faith from God for my uh, walk as a Christian. Well, Mike, you shall, the, you, the just shall live by faith. So, yes, Lord, I'll do that. And Mike, I've given you that gift of faith. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. I have given God speaking to me. Mike, I've given you the gift of faith so that you can live by faith. Thank you, Lord. And Mike, I want you to grow in that faith. Yes, Lord, I will grow in my faith so that I can appropriate the promises of God so I can walk as Christ walked. That's taking care of that. Now God says to me, Mike, I've now also given to you the gift of prophecy. And with the gift of prophecy, I've imparted to you my ability to prophesy. I've imparted to you my, the grace that you need to prophesy. And I've given to you the faith that you need to operate in that gift. Yes, Lord, thank you very much. I now have the faith to prophesy. Uh, Lord, does that mean I can now uh, go lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover? Uh, no, let's not go down that road because you can by faith, but not in this faith. Uh, Lord, does that mean I can now... Uh, hmm, I can give out words of wisdom. No, Mike, you can't do that because I've given you the gift of the uh, prophecy. I didn't give you the gift of the word of wisdom. But Lord, the faith that you've given me for prophecy, can I not use that faith for the gift of the word of wisdom? No, Mike, because I haven't given you the gift of faith for word of wisdom. I've given you the faith that you need to operate. This is the conversation between me and the Lord, by the way. You're just listening in. I've given you the faith to operate in the gift of prophecy. That's all it is. Lord, can I take this faith <clears throat> and uh, believe for my healing? No, Mike, it's not going to work there. That's the faith that you have to go, uh, the daily living faith that I gave you, that's the faith you apply there. Okay, Lord, I think I'm kind of understanding this. Now, we get to the gift of special faith. And so, the gift of special faith is in fact the gift of the, uh, the faith of the Holy Spirit Himself. This faith is unshakable. This faith doesn't, it, this faith appropriates from God. So, this is not my daily living faith. This is not my functional gift faith that I've received to prophesy. This is now the gift of special faith. And this uh, faith is, operates at a far higher level than any of the gifts, uh, functional gift faith. 
uh, that are out there. Even the Apostles' faith doesn't operate at this level. Um, and you'll see as we get into examples of how this uh, particular faith works, that you can see that even the Apostle doesn't have this faith. He might have the gift of faith, and it makes itself manifest through his ministry from time to time. But for his walk as an apostle, he doesn't have this faith. Uh, that's a different faith. That's his faith given to him to operate as an apostle. But it's not this faith. And so, it, 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 as I say, people read that passage of Scripture and say, see, not everybody has faith. And you hear Christians say, I wish I had the gift of faith. Well, <coughs> you can receive the gift of faith if God so chooses. But that gift of faith will not work in your Christian walk and will not work in your functional gift, uh, unless your functional gift is to operate in the gift of faith. And so the Christians who say, I wish I had this gift of faith, misinterpret it to think, if I've got this gift of faith, well, then my, my Christian walk is going to be a breeze because I'll just be able to believe God for everything I need and I'll just walk in that. But that's not how this gift works. This gift works as and when the Holy Spirit makes Himself manifest. Because don't forget, we say, with regards to the gifts of the Spirit, it is in fact the Holy Spirit who manifests Himself through the individual when He chooses, as He wants. And so, this person who has received this gift, and we do, and we can receive the gift of faith. That's one of the gifts of the nine gifts of the Spirit. The, the Christian who has received that gift cannot then use that gift when they want to, to use it for whatever they want to. Because again, they would have unfair advantage over the rest of the body of Christ, and God doesn't operate like that. This gift is in fact, as I say, the gift of the, the faith of the Holy Spirit Himself. It's unshakable. This faith will work. Um, whatever this faith uh, wants to have done, it will be done. This faith will move mountains. This faith will move uh, trees, uproot them and put them in the sea. This faith does that kind of stuff. Um, because this is the Holy Spirit's faith, it's unshakable, it'll always happen. And so, but this faith can only be made manifest as and when the Holy Spirit decides that he wants to make this faith manifest. Let's look at the first account um, of, of, because I want to look at a couple of accounts in Scripture again to illustrate this faith because it's only as we look at the accounts in scripture that we have a better understanding of the gifts of the spirit and how they operate because as i say people tend to think think christians a lot of them them think gee if i could only have this gift lord if you give me the gift of faith well then my life's going to be a breeze because i'll be able to do whatever i need to do um and this christian walk will just be such an easy thing for me to do and that's actually true. <laughs> if God allowed that to happen, well, then that would be true. But God doesn't allow that to happen. Uh, he, all, he expects all of us to grow in the daily living faith that He's given to us. Because this gift of faith is something else completely. And so let's have a look at it. Uh, the first example I want to look at is in Acts chapter 13, beginning at verse 9 uh, through to 11. The scripture says, Then Saul, who also was called Paul, who is called Paul, Filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately 
a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. And this, the, the account here is the sorcerer Elymas. Um, Paul and Barnabas were ministering to a proconsul on this island of Crete. Um, I think his name might have been Publius, I'm not too sure, um, because he wanted to hear the gospel. So he called for uh, Paul and Barnabas to come and uh, talk to him about the gospel. But with him was this chap called Elymas. Um, his, his Jewish name, I think, was Bar Jesus, I might be right. And he was a sorcerer. And so he was now um, countering everything Paul and Barnabas said. And he was um, preventing them from witnessing to this uh, proconsul and, and sharing the gospel with him. And so what eventually happened is that Paul, the, the gift of faith uh, comes upon Paul. Because they're having this discourse, and look at what happens here in verse 11. The scripture says, Then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him. So it was only when the Holy Spirit came upon Paul and was filled with the Holy Spirit that he looked intently at him. And we'll have a look at another account um, of this gift being made manifest. What happens is that when this gift is made manifest, is the spirit of boldness comes upon the individual, and this individual steps out into a realm that they are not, not otherwise walking in. The Holy Spirit just takes over. And Paul, in this instance, he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he looked intently at the sky. When he did, he, by faith, this, this, this gift of faith, and this boldness came upon him, and he pronounced judgment on him straight away. He said, for a time you're not going to see the sun. And mist came over him for a whole year. This individual was blind. He couldn't see. Um, and that was the Holy Spirit that came upon Paul in that instance. That was the gift of faith being made manifest through the ministry gift of Paul. Now, Paul didn't go around doing that everywhere. He did it on this, this occasion because the gift of faith manifested itself through Paul's ministry at this time. And we'll have a look at another account where you can see that same kind of um, um, manifestation of the Holy Spirit taking place through that individual, that's the Apostle Peter. But I wanted to first just highlight this account in, in Paul's ministry, that it wasn't the case of Paul operated, and Paul you know, just got fed up with the guy. There was another instance where they were in uh, Paul and Silas um, and Timothy, the whole team really, were in the city of Philippi. And there was the other sorceress who was following them. She was a fortune teller. And she was saying, you know, guys, uh, shouting out that these are saints of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Now, this she did, the, period says for, uh, the scripture says, for a period of many days. Well, over, it was nearly two weeks. And whenever Paul and his team went to, to prayer, she would follow them and she would shout out. Now, Paul did nothing about that in all that period of time. But eventually... Paul gets uh, uh, frustrated and he turns to her and he speaks to the Spirit and he command, commands the Spirit to come out of her. But he doesn't do that all the way up. He, he allows her to continue. Now, why is that? Because Paul, and on that occasion, operated out of his own. Because eventually, he, um, and uh, I don't want to get into it in any kind of depth, but eventually Paul, the Bible says, he became angry and he turned and he, and he rebuked the, the demon to come out of her. On this occasion over here, Paul does it straight away. It's not a case of he tolerates the sorcerer um, to let the sorcerer just carry on and on and on. And Paul went away and came back. No, right away, because the Holy Spirit took over. And the spirit of boldness came on, on, on Paul and he spoke 
to that sorcerer. And he didn't speak to the demon, he spoke to the, the individual. And he, he made that individual, a blindness come upon that individual. And that individual couldn't see for over a year. But that's the gift of faith being made manifest in Paul's ministry right here. Um, and that's something we need to understand, that this particular gift only manifests as and when the Holy Spirit desires it to be made manifest through us. And I'm going to stop there because I want to uh, have a look at other accounts in Scripture so we can more easily recognize this gift. But it's, a, it's like a, a holy boldness comes upon the individual, and the individual is able to, to state something that's going to happen, and it just happens. There's no, there's no doubt there whatsoever because it's the, the faith of the Holy Spirit himself being made manifest through the individual. Because don't forget... The gifts of the Spirit is the Holy Spirit making Himself manifest through the individual. And so when, it can, when it's this particular gift, the gift of faith being made manifest, well then it's a different uh, ball game entirely. Now, just with regards to um, this particular gift of faith, uh, our Lord Jesus, I just wanted to uh, make this comment and then, we, then we'll close off. When our Lord Jesus walked on the earth, um, he operated in all nine of the spiritual gifts, except for three. There were three of the spiritual gifts that Jesus didn't operate in. And the two that are quite easy for us to understand is the gift of the diverse kind of tongues and the gift of the interpretation of tongues. Those two gifts are only for the church age. And those two gifts are given to the church. Our Lord didn't need to operate in those gifts, and so he didn't. Um, and then the other gift that our Lord didn't operate in is the gift of the Holy Spirit called the gift of faith. He didn't operate in that particular gift. Now the reason Jesus didn't operate in that gift was because his own faith was operating at the same level as the left level of the Holy Spirit. So our Lord Jesus didn't operate at a lower level of faith to the Holy Spirit's faith. Our Lord had developed his own faith for our Lord grew strong in spirit to that level that he operated at the same level as the, the Holy Spirit operated at. And so he didn't need the gift of faith in order for him to walk on water. Um, that was our Lord's faith being made manifest. To feed the 5,000, that wasn't the, the gift of faith coming upon the Lord. That was our Lord's faith because our Lord was intentional in every one of those um, miracles that he performed because it was his own faith that was being made manifest. And as I say, his faith was at the same level as the, the faith of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so it just kind of shows you what potential we have in our daily living faith, in that we can grow it, because Jesus grew it. Um, and that's the faith that our Lord keeps encouraging us to grow in. But Jesus developed his own personal faith to the level that he could operate at the same level of faith that the Holy Spirit operated. And so he didn't need the Holy Spirit to anoint him with the gift of faith in order for him to do certain things uh, because he could operate at that level all the time. And so Jesus, there were three, as I say, three of the gifts that our Lord didn't operate in because he didn't need them. The gift of faith, diverse kind of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. Um, and I just wanted to make the comment with regards to these, the gift of faith. But we'll continue in the next teaching to have a look at more examples of the gift of faith being made manifest. Because, it's, as I say, once we see the actual scriptural accounts, it just makes it easier for us to understand. Okay, so that's how this gift worked. 
works, it's, 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 you can equate it to a spirit of boldness that comes upon the individual. It's unshakable. Once you, 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 that faith is made, made manifest through you, it's just going to happen. You, you know it, and there's no doubt in your heart it's going to happen because it's the Holy Spirit's faith. But we're going to end the teaching on that one.